This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bruins suffered their first loss in regulation on home ice to the Seattle Kraken 3-0, but they bounce right back like they've done all year. They don't lose to consecutive games, and Saturday night at the Garden, they they beat the Leafs 4-3 in a, a very competitive, very intense hockey game. Yeah, just an awesome game. Uh, you know, it's a little cliche to say, like, playoff atmosphere, playoff feel after a game like that, but, but it was. I mean, right from the start, you could tell, like, the crowd knew – this was a big game. They were loud early. Um, and then just a great game back and forth. You know, Bruins had a huge shot advantage in the first, but I didn't think, um, I didn't think they really controlled play. Like, I feel like it was evenly played. They just happened to get land more shots on goal. Um, Bruins fall behind twice, even it up both times. Then they take a 3 2 lead. Toronto ties it. Bruins get the late winner from Matt Grizzlick. Uh, you know, just a, two really good teams, clearly. We, we know the Bruins are best team in the NHL. The record says that. Every other statistic says that. Just the way they play says that. But, you know, we've talked about it before. And, you know, I know, like, when you bring this up, maybe to people who don't follow every team around the league, they, they kind of scoff at it. But I've felt for a little while, and, and Saturday night confirmed it for me, that Right now, I think the Leafs are the Bruins' biggest competition in, in the Eastern Conference. Um, just a really complete team. And, you know, they certainly were right there with the Bruins. We know that they beat them earlier this season in Toronto 2-1. to one. Um, Of course, you know, unfortunately for the Bruins, they had some other things on their mind that night. Uh, it came one day after the controversial Mitchell, Mitchell Miller signing. Um, but, yeah, I mean... You know, you saw some of the Leafs high in talent. They've been a better defensive team this year. I think for the Bruins, super encouraging to be able to break through and score four goals against that team. Matt Murray did make some really good saves in net, but, you know, Bruins found a way, keep kept plugging away. Um, so, yeah, just a great game and a great win for the Bruins. Yeah, and obviously to start the game about three minutes in, Nick Foligno drops the gloves with Wayne Simmons and uh... – just two guys who kind of get it. I think two guys who really respect each other and they just kind of, they understood both teams, you know, what this meant to them. And it was a good measuring stick game. Obviously for the Bruins, you've been running away with the league this year, right? So it's tough to say anybody's a measuring stick game, but that's, or a measuring tape game, but that's absolutely what, what this game was for the Bruins. I mean, like you said, Toronto's right behind them because of COVID and other circumstances. You haven't seen them a whole lot in the last handful of, or not handful of seasons, but the last couple of seasons. Um, 
You know, you know what's crazy? It's and like I didn't notice this until yesterday. The Bruins haven't beat the Leafs since before the COVID shutdown. Right. You know, part of that is just how infrequently they've played. It was only the fifth time they've played since then, but still. Yeah, exactly. And if you ask Leafs fans, that's been a feather in their cap for a couple of seasons. Like they, you, you know, if you read fans talking to fans online or whatever, or uh, even even certain analysts up up in up in Toronto, you know, the feather in the cap is yeah, Boston's really good, but we got that one regulation win against them this year, and they haven't beaten us in four. We've beaten them four consecutive times. It's like. Take it easy, guys. Relax, <laughs> relax. Um, but I think, I think this game was a bit of a microcosm of why the Bruins might just be that that notch ahead of Toronto and everybody else, right? Because if you look at Toronto's goal scores in this game, you're talking Michael Bunting, and we'll get to him in a second. But Michael Bunting, Matthews, and um, was it Engvall? I think for for the Leafs. Now Engvall's he he's a middle six player. So, I mean, I guess that kind of hurts what I'm about to say, but you look at the Bruins' goal scores, and yeah, Bergeron scores and Pasternak scores. But then your game, well, eventual game-winning goal is Matt Grizzlick, and at the time, I think it was the eventual go-ahead goal was was A.J. Greer. And I guess my point is that, that yes, the Bruins' top guys scored, but their depth guys also came to score. And I think that's ultimately what's making this Bruins team just that much better than everybody else this year, along with you know other things like goaltending and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, just looking at like what the fourth lines did, you know, Leafs got very little from their fourth line. Um, there were long stretches of the game that their fourth line wasn't even out there. And the Bruins get a goal from Greer, as you mentioned, the fight from Felino, um, and just good play from that line. I think uh, shot attempts when they were on the ice were six to one in the Bruins' favor. And they just brought energy all game. Uh, you know, Nosek on the Greer goal, Nosek makes a great play on the rush, kind of shake two defenders that he actually gets to collide into each other, which opens up space. Uh, and then Felino with the pass over to Greer. Like, that, that is what the Bruins' fourth line was doing earlier this season and has done, I would say, relatively consistently, but maybe some quieter stretches um, at times. But... They were great Saturday night and, you know, goal, energy, fight, like all of it, Greer, Chirping Simmons at the end of the second period going back and forth. Like, um, just like that's what you want to see it from from everyone on your team, but especially from a fourth line is that kind of rising to the occasion in, in a game like this. And they did. So, like, just right there is, you know, a big difference. And. Yeah, you know, the Leafs' third line, which was, I think, Kerfoot, Camp, Engvall. Um, they get the goal from Engvall. In general, I'd say that that's a line that hasn't been as productive as the Bruins' third line this season. Um, Coyle, Frederick, and whoever you put with them. And I thought the way what the Bruins did with their third line Saturday night was pretty impressive because Montgomery really used that, and, and Saturday night it was Zaka with them. Um, Taylor Hall got bumped up to the second line with Krejci, but Montgomery used them as like his checking line and had them matched up against the Matthews line a lot. And, you know, while they got pinned in the zone at times and, you know, had to do quite a bit of defending, they didn't give up a goal. They, they weren't out there when Matthews scored his goal. Um, so I thought they did a pretty good job with that matchup, you know, yeah, conceded some zone time, but kind of kept them to the outside and didn't give up a, 
a ton of great looks. Yeah, it, it's it's an it's an embarrassment of riches for the Bruins, and, and obviously last night it was, you know, it was Greer, it was Grizzlick, it was Pasternak and Bergeron. But okay, so what? So then it's like the next game, and maybe they, maybe those guys don't score, but okay, you still have Ber, uh, you know Marshan and 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 Hall and Coyle and other guys that can fill the back of the net, Krejci. Um, so it's just. It's it's impressive what the Bruins were able to do because of their depth, and last night was no different. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, a player on Toronto in particular. But if you're if you're Toronto fans, what's your what's your takeaway from this game? Because you know the Bruins have been I don't know if Big Brother is the right term because I mean Toronto's been very good, and it's been it's been a few years since they faced off in the playoffs. But um, Boston's definitely been uh, their kryptonite, right? And well, I guess. I guess any playoff caliber team has been in the first round, but uh, I was going to say Tampa as well. Yeah, I mean anybody they played since '04. But all joking aside, like if you're if you if you're a fan of the of the Leafs and you're looking at this Toronto team, how they've played Boston twice this year. Granted, that first game was a little strange. We talked about that. You mentioned that. But does Toronto's makeup seem a little bit different to you than it has in past years? Now the, these two teams, the way it's shaping up now. They want to meet in the first round anyway, and depending on how things fall, um, you know, they, they want to meet till later. But somebody like Michael Bunting, for example, Bruins fans might not be too familiar with them because they've only played him, I think, once or twice before, maybe three times. But he's a he's a bit of a rat. And over the course of a seven-game series, you haven't played a Toronto team because Kadri always got suspended, who, who kind of had that rat for seven games. And I feel like Michael Bunting is that kind of guy now – his skill level is not even close to that of like a Martian, but just is the tone of their team different than it has been in years past. If you're a Leafs fan, could you take that from this game? And do you feel like this Leafs team has, has better fortunes ahead for them this year in the first round, Scott? I think they definitely could. Now they can be better than years past and still lose to Tampa in the first round. If Tampa, you know, I mean, Tampa's having a good season and I feel like they haven't even like, fully gotten together yet so that can still be a scary team for both toronto and boston um but yeah i do think this leafs team's a little different i think um they're definitely better defensively you know i think when you look at additions you know veterans like giordano and brody in recent years and brody didn't even play saturday night um the, the development of young guys like lilligren and rasmus sandine like it, it's a Bigger, more mobile, better defensive core than what they've had. Um, certainly, if you go back like three or four years, but even in the last year or two, like Lilligren and Sandine, especially those guys developing into you know legitimate NHL defensemen who can handle eighteen to twenty minutes a game uh, has been huge for them. Um, to your other point, I, I think. They're not overly physical in terms of, like, you know, they're not running around throwing a bunch of huge hits, but I think they can play a grittier style than they have in the past where it was a lot more kind of wide open and just trying to generate off the rush. Like, now I feel like they can do it in, in different ways. You know, they, they can cycle. They can score gritty goals probably more than they than they have in the past. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if I were a Toronto fan, I probably be cautiously optimistic. Uh, I know actual Toronto fans are 
just crazy though so it's really hard for me to get into that headspace um and try to figure out what they're thinking i know uh right now they're probably uh all bitching about lena selmark throwing a stick even though bergeron actually knocked it out of allmark's hand and the stick went flying in in a direction that wouldn't even have made sense if he was trying to stop the shot uh he would have thrown it towards the player taking the shot not into the corner of the rink yeah uh they'll, they'll always find something to talk about um <laughs> But I mean, if it, I, you know, if I'm them, I'm I'm actually kind of encouraged from that game. I think like I think last night was one of those rare games where both teams, only one team got the two points, but both teams kind of you know won. I feel like because I think if you're Toronto, you're kind of like, well, we fought with them, we scored with them, and clearly a big game for the for the Bruins. Like they they want to play Toronto. They, they didn't like how they played against Seattle, and it took a you know more or less a last-minute goal from an unsuspecting player to to beat Toronto. So if you're the Leafs, you're kind of like, well, we can play with these guys, and and whatever. You know, it took a, it took a late goal. But if you're the Bruins, um, obviously you get the two points. You, as I said, you avoid uh, any sort of slump. Um, they haven't lost back-to-back all year, as stated earlier. Uh, and and look, 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 Toronto's a team they haven't seen a ton of, so – um, they are a different team on the back end, like you mentioned. Like they don't have, you know, like like Ron Hainsey and Roman Polak. Like those guys aren't back there after after Morgan Riley. Like um, you know, Dermott's a young guy they shipped out of there a few years ago to Vancouver. So they've definitely, re- and I'm talking like players since the last time Bruins fans would have really seen Toronto. So they're a bit of a different team. Um, but I do think, more or less, aside from the last time you played them this year, I don't think you're going to see much of them until potentially the second round or later so they're kind of i feel like in the rearview mirror at this point because i don't think they're catching boston in the standings 